Hello, everyone, and thank you for tuning in to another episode of Gut Punch Podcast. I have a very special guest for you today. So today we are going to talk to Shay, who if you're watching the YouTube, you will see on screen. (laughs) So I'm super excited to welcome her if you want to introduce yourself to the audience very quickly. Yeah, I am Shay, um, mostly known as City of Shay on Instagram, on the internet. Um, I am in Indianapolis, and I have like a lifestyle um, brand that is kind of like a resource and guide for young 20 and 30-somethings. Perfect. So I actually want to start off there because (laughs) um, as soon as you visit your Instagram, and we've been following each other for a long time, so this was like as soon as I started the podcast when I was brainstorming not only who I wanted to talk to, but you were at the top of my list because I just, I love following your content. Um, So your bio says young 20 and 30s helping Mm -hmm. you live like a fun, affordable life in the city. So let's talk about that for a second. Yes, so that's kind of like the heartbeat behind everything I do. Um, I I guess like backstory to it. Um, I'm not even from Indianapolis. I'm from Iowa. <laughs> um, like born and raised there. Moved here for graduate school um, in museum studies, <laughs> and now I'm in marketing. So that <laughs> totally went well. Um, and I just even like during school and a little bit after school, I was just kind of struggling to find things to do. And I am a very social person, so I turned to social media for that. And I still wasn't seeing a lot. It was a lot of, like, here's what to buy at Nordstrom, which is great. Like, we need that. We need that kind of marketing and influence in our industry and economy. But I kind of wanted to find, like, the next cute cocktail. Um, (laughs) So I didn't really see any of that. And I was like, well, if I'm not seeing it, how come I just don't become it? and kind of fill that gap that I was seeing, and that's kind of where it started in, like, September of 2019. Um, I was faced with, like, a lot of, like, job application burnout, and I just needed kind of a creative outlet, and my friends were always like, you love social media, you might as well try something on it and see what happens. Yeah, and I think that's so cool because, like you said, anybody that's a social person, I feel like mm-hmm. gravitates towards social media for recommendations, yeah. for connections. Like it's Even a very like hours thing. of like businesses. I like look at Instagram before Google Maps. Like <laughs> absolutely, and I and especially being new to a city, I think that's cool yeah. because not only were you new and you were just exploring for yourself and for your own right. like enjoyment, but I mean you've created a platform and you've created a huge brand and yeah. following off of it. So I think that's super cool. Um, so why did you choose to stay within your age range? Was it just naturally easier for, you know, to target the twenties and thirties? Yeah, I think so. And I actually, it was just twenties for a while. Um, and then I started noticing my analytics and I was like, no, you're hitting like a lot more of like this 25 to 34, which is funny because I wasn't even like 25 at that time. Um, and I'll, I'll be 26 this year, but, um, and I think especially for people in that age range, especially on the 30s and that don't have kids or are starting their first career um, kind of like in those intermediate stages of life and they're not married but they're not having kids yet or like the in-betweens of those um, those kinds of people are really like searching for something to do I think and they really want to have like a unique experience um, and they don't want to hate where they're at. So I know a lot of people like say Indy's boring. There's nothing to do here. It's just like this taboo here at City of Shea. But, um, 
I truly believe there's not, or, like, that's not true. And I think the people that follow me understand that. And if they don't understand it, hopefully my page shows them that, so... Yeah. And I think that you definitely come through. Um, somebody that's from Indianapolis, like I definitely understand what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> but from an outside looking in, I think it's important to take that out of account. And I think that no matter who's following you, you do such a good job of like promoting the city. It's like you can't see your page without knowing where you're, you're exploring. And that's right. huge. Like, <laughs> yeah. And it's fun, too, because I'll have people every now and then DM me saying, like, I'm not even, like, I'm just visiting from out of town, and I found your page to, like, make our itinerary, and they'll go through, like, my story highlights, and that's how I'll notice they, like, send me the DM as they'll reply to, like, a story highlight from a few years ago. I'll be like, wait, where is this? Is this still open? So it's like, that's so cool. Even, like, people who are searching for things to do that probably won't maybe ever come back um, hopefully are having a really fun experience. Yeah. So did you always know that in the back of your head, or I guess, you know, you mentioned your friends saying that you've always loved social media, but was it always a thought that you wanted to do something with it? Not really. Um, I, like I said, with the museum studies thing, I, like when I went to college, I wanted to be a teacher. And then I was like, "Mm, no. (laughs) And so did the museum route and I wanted to be like a collections manager of a house museum. So definitely far far end of social media I'm like museums are like just now catching up on social media it's an interesting field um but I do remember there was one class period during our semester of like museum admin class that we um had to create a website as our like portfolio or resume to like get us prepared for graduation um and that was like our assignment for the year was like you create a Wix website here's all the stuff you did during your tenure at grad school and that's what you'll use as your resume when you're applying for jobs and I was the only one who liked doing that (laughs) out of like our group of 20 everybody else was like this is so capitalistic why are we branding ourselves and I was like I don't know it sounds kind of fun (laughs) it seems like a fun activity and I think that was kind of where it started for me I was like wait I kind of enjoy this and I feel like I'm good at it and I'm seeing good results from it so It was, yeah, yeah, it was me being the only one enjoying making a website in museum school, for sure. That's funny. Yeah, and I also think that, (laughs) you know, even just somebody else that has gone through the process of creating a website or creating, like, a brand color scheme, like, there's Mm -hmm. a lot that goes behind the scenes. So for you to have such a cohesive platform and, like, uh, influence on social media, I absolutely love it. Mm So what is, like, the best part about like I'm sure you glad I'm sure you're glad that you went this route but what's the best part about you know everything that's come of it I think and especially I've been in LSE now for a year so that's kind of changed the game for me in a way where you just take it a little bit more seriously and local businesses take you a lot more seriously too um it's still fun for me though I think that's been kind of the best part is I still have my nine to five in marketing I still have you know work tasks I have to do but when I get to come home and do my five to nine it's so fun and I think the truly best part is when those people who are saying I've lived here my entire life I've hated it the whole time you've made me like fall back in love with it that just makes me so happy because I'm like that's how I moved here I started loving it so to encourage someone who has been in it and wasn't seeing the light of it and now does is really really it's heartening and encouraging and it 
definitely makes me continue on the hard days or the days when it's like, oh, only my mom liked this. Like, <laughs> thanks, mom. Absolutely. <laughs> I feel like that's so, like, that validation is probably so cool, too. Like mm-hmm. you said, that's the whole reason why you showed up to start right. this, right? Yeah. And, yeah, that's actually really cool. I didn't realize that sure. people hated Indianapolis as much as... <laughs> <laughs> I know. And I'm, like, I'm from Iowa. Like, talk to those people. Like, <laughs> they hate it even more. <laughs> but, Especially with yeah. social media, too. I feel like it's really hard for people to come across as maybe authentic or original mm-hmm. at times. But I will say that, like, you as somebody that sticks out to me always comes through as unique and <laughs> definitely you. authentic. You're welcome. So do you ever struggle, like, with that? Do you struggle with creativity or, like, what type of content production you want to do? Um, I would not say I struggle on, like, the social end at all. Um, my mom has always said, like, your problem is you're too much yourself sometimes. (laughs) Like, I have had no problems at all personally, professionally being myself, um, which can be a problem. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, I think the only real issues I'd run into are, like, um, a lot of people in my life aren't on social media and so being cognizant in certain situations of like it actually is really weird that my phone is out and I'm taking a video of everyone's food that's not normal so um, just kind of being aware of like certain situations where it's like let's just be present let's find some balance in this social media world you do it for your job and for fun (laughs) like finding balance is good Um, and then with creating content I do a lot of like batching and Um, my weekends are pretty jam-packed with just checking out things I've been wanting to see, which is nice because that rolls right into things I think other people will want to see, and so I get to post about it. Um, So it's never really a dull moment. Um, And luckily, the hardest times are when I dye my hair because I can't (laughs) repurpose any blonde content when my hair is brown. (laughs) So that's always a bummer. That is so funny that you say that because I feel like as a woman, like nobody understands that struggle unless you're also a girl that changes your looks because I was thinking about that the other day. I had some really cute pictures that I never posted from when I was blonde, like not of just me. Yeah. (laughs) With my friends, like with my boyfriend. And I'm like, I can never post that now because I'd say just do it. Yeah. Or like my nail. I always have my nails done except now. Um, So it's always funny to be like, that picture's from like a year ago and I can tell because my nails, like what set I had that time. Um, but at this point I'm like, I really don't care. Like the content speaks for itself in a way. So, and I've been trying to do a lot more of that this year is I have backdated all of my content from the last two years to see like, where am I working harder, not smarter? And like, is there a top 10 list I put in an Instagram caption that I can now put in an email and a blog and maybe make a TikTok out of it? Um, scouring my Google photo for little video clips of things and that's actually helped so much in like relieving some of that content pressure of like I talk about so much I post probably on average four times a week and that's a lot um where can I push that other places and yeah make my content live longer and hopefully reach more people yeah repurposing it is such a good strategic move absolutely so where do you pull your inspiration from Um, I try and keep tabs on all the local stuff, um, follow a lot of local newsletters. I'm an old lady and I get like IBJ delivered to my house, um, newspaper style. Um, where else? A lot of, um, I try and follow, um, 
other people in other cities who are doing kind of similar things. Um, it's still kind of hard to find people who are doing such hyper-local things, but you will find, like, the fashion or lifestyle bloggers talking about their favorite Chicago coffee shops or their favorite Philly vegan spots. And um, so just kind of getting inspiration. Like, there was a girl on um, TikTok who's doing, like, Arizona places, and, like, that's her whole shtick. Um, so kind of gaining inspiration from that and seeing how I can make that communicate to my audience. Yeah, I love that. Okay, and then you also mentioned, you know, balancing a 9 to 5 and a 5 to 9, which I do the same thing, so (laughs) I totally understand what that means. But how do you stay balanced? How do you decide, like, when you need just a break from that 5 to 9, like that after work aspect of running an LLC? Um, Yeah, well, therapy, number one, (laughs) helps a lot. And then, um, luckily, a lot of my work and business overlap in some ways. Um, I do, like, hospitality marketing. So knowing what's going on in the city is really crucial for either of those avenues because guests and people who are on staycations want to know what's going on that weekend they're staying. Um, So that's kind of nice because they do dovetail together. Uh, But it's a lot of lunch break meetings. It's a lot of Zoom calls on my lunch break. Um, a lot of email newsletters on my lunch break. and um, But luckily, I still enjoy it. And I think that's been a big driver is like, if I wasn't having fun, I'd probably stop doing it. Because um, why would you do anything if you're not enjoying it just a little bit? Yeah. Well, and I think it's cool, too, because for those that don't follow you, obviously, we'll have um, you drop that information so they can see what we're kind of talking about. But the What's New Wednesday is like my favorite yeah. thing to see. And I'm not even there anymore. I just think I know. That it's so cool. People because... get really excited about it, which is funny because when I started it, I just did it like for a couple weeks and I was like, no, this is too much. And then people were like, where did it go? I was like, oh, Okay, now I have to do it. (laughs) But now people really look forward to it. And I think having, like, those series on different day, like, I have my Monday recaps. I have Q&A Tuesdays today. I have What's New Wednesdays. I usually do Template Thursdays. Um, How Can I Pray for You Sundays? I think it helps for people to, like, find a reason to come back to your page, which is just beneficial for everyone involved. Yeah. And that's one thing too, that anybody that takes social media seriously or works for business side of social Mm -hmm. media will learn eventually is those buckets of content. And it's like, you pick your three to five pillars, like what you just listed and you rotate that content because it's true to you and it's true to your audience. And it's so funny that the what's new Wednesday stuck so hard (laughs) because people don't realize like it says what's new Wednesday at the end. And so I've had people be like, has it said that this whole time? I'm like, yeah, it's a secret. Oh, my gosh. I actually, that's like a light bulb moment because I didn't know that. Yeah. It helps to have a name that rhymes with everything. Oh, my gosh. That's actually so cool and so even more original than I thought. Right. I never even noticed that. Oh, that's awesome. Well, and when it comes to collaborating, too, like, and that's mm-hmm. part of that, I guess, section is your type, like, yeah. talking about um, small businesses, what's coming to the city. How do you collab with small businesses and what does that process look like for you? Yeah, I think it's helped that I've done this for three years, but the last year I've been an LLC. So the first two, I really had a great chance to like build those relationships. I think that was major for me. I wasn't just diving in like, hi, I'm a business. I have 700 followers. Please pay me a thousand dollars. Like that's not how it works at all today. (laughs) Um, But I think people think it kind of works like that. 
Um, so it was, it was nice to have those two years to kind of just build those relationships, like actually go to the businesses, actually meet the owners, because luckily in Indy you really can go to a local business and see the owner that day. Um, it's not like Target, you know. <laughs> um, and so now that I'm an LLC, I think I've had enough time to build those relationships, and now they see like the value I provide um, and the influence I kind of have in um, – bringing people to their business. I don't really use the term influencer anymore to describe myself. I kind of like resource or guide more because that's just kind of what I see myself as. Um, and now it's been a lot easier to collaborate and have paid actually local collaborations because I've taken the time to show my value and create the relationship. Here's what I can provide you. I am also a small business that's local to Indianapolis. What can we do together? So even like at the beginning of the year, I want to be more of a resource and guide. So I kind of pitch local organizations on, hey, like to me, I see us as the same kind of side of the coin. How can we support our audiences together? Not here's what I do. What can I do for you that like helps me? Because that's just right. one sided. So I think showing that mutual benefit is really helpful. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, it's all about being mutually exclusive and everybody right. taking away something productive and valuable. Right. Not just coming from a, you know, I know what value I have as a resource on social mm-hmm. media, so what can you yeah. do for me? Like, <laughs> Right, and I think luckily, too, small businesses realize how hard social media is. I've talked to so many people on my podcast about, like, oh, I tried to do social media from the get-go when we, like, launched our business, and that fell off real quick. And I'm like, no, I totally got it. It's a beast. It's a full-time job for someone who's probably feeling like they're working two full-time jobs starting their own business. It's impossible to, like, try to dip your toe in if it's something you're just, like, have on the back burner as a business owner. Um, Yeah. So I think – uh, businesses are kind of seeing that like value of um, local resources and influencers too of like oh cool now I don't have to do the social media work all by myself I can have them be an authentic voice for my business yeah and that's you just tapped onto your podcast too and I was going to ask because yeah. technically not only do you work a nine-to-five <laughs> and you run City of Shade but you also have a podcast not tired so. at all. <laughs> <laughs> I hope it's caffeine that you're drinking in your cup right now it's a poppy <laughs> so it counts <laughs> But how does that yeah. change your view? Because not only do you have your personal brand and your LLC, mm-hmm. that is City of Shea, but you also have to switch up your content, I guess, and like really mm-hmm. plan and calendar other things for the podcast as well. Yeah. And I've started YouTube like three weeks ago for just kicks and gigs. Um, yeah. So that's been really fun. I luckily, thank God, I have a co-host. So she is vital to the production. She um, is actually a full-time entrepreneur as well. She's a local wedding planner. Um, so Andrea is amazing. And um, so we kind of have a nice workflow. Of she creates the script and um, we both kind of reach out to the businesses we're interested in. Either that's businesses we kind of have our eye on as doing something that's newer or just opening. Um, we've luckily hit a lot of businesses in like their year anniversary or their big like party they have every year. Yeah, they're just opening. So that's been kind of nice to be timely and um, it helps get our guests like excited about being on a podcast. Um, it's usually people's first podcast, which is really fun and um, I think they see it as a good like ad um, experience for them. Um, it's 30 minutes where they get to talk about themselves and get the word out about what they do. And I think they see immense value in that. 
Um, I've even had like other local businesses DM me and say like, I just listened to your first episode with like side door bagel and that's so cool. And I'm like, yeah, like you should be next. (laughs) Um, so that's been really exciting to see like the community and like local businesses be excited about it. But, um, yeah, we, um, are on like a sort of maternity leave right now, but, um, we were doing like every Tuesday, um, interviewing local small businesses. So. I'm not sure if I answered that correctly. Yeah. No, you did. <laughs> and it's cool, too, because like you said, everything you do somehow, some way dovetails into each other. And it all benefits. Yeah. It's a mutual beneficial. And that's really cool to me because I think yeah. that that's what so many people miss out on is, yeah, you should have a side hustle. I always promote having a passion project right. outside of what you do full time. I think it's important just for your wellness, for your mental health. Right. But when you can find a connection between all of it and realize that there's so many overlapping things in life that will come into play for sure and I think I was worried when I started too that like I'm so hyper local like I'm never gonna be able to like get paid for what I do or like I'm gonna run out of things to talk about I'm like no like (laughs) there's so much and even just like even sections of what I talk about I'm like those could be whole separate entities in themselves like right the fashion community of Indianapolis like I'm not a food blogger but I talk a lot about food so it's like I could, you know, if I have an extra 24 hours, I could maybe start a food blog. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I might need to stop monetizing all of my hobbies. <laughs> um, when it comes to, you know, expanding that influence and, you know, incorporating your own self-care and wellness, um, I've noticed personally just off of following you that you've spoken out recently on your wellness journey about um, not drinking anymore. Yeah. Um, so did you want to talk about that at all today? Of course. Yeah, I'm really excited to talk about it. Um, so I kind of backstory to that. I was someone that, um, I wouldn't say I was like drinking heavily, but I was drinking very regularly. Um, I was the kind of person that was like going to trivia with my friends, having my two beers in two hours and then going home and having more beer. And like at a certain point, I'm like, that's not normal. That's not like, I mean, nothing's normal in life, but that's not like regular, like regular people don't do that. Um, so I was just seeing like, a big trend of that in my life like even when I was sick I was like hot toddy like I'll be fine um so just kind of seeing like things spiral in that way and spending so much money because I you know I'm getting a drink with dinner and then I'm getting a drink for dessert because I don't like dessert <laughs> like and just then your meal is like 70 dollars and it's like every weekend <laughs> it's like that adds up and then you wonder why you can't afford things you like want to do in life um So I decided to do, like, a sober October, um, and I'd maybe stop drinking for, like, three days max prior to that, Um, so I'd never, like, done a whole month, Um, and obviously, like, the first few weeks were a little tough, and especially, like, leading up to, like, all the holidays, I was kind of thinking, like, I wonder if I'll continue this, Um, but then I just really loved it, like... It's really funny, though, because people were like, oh, do you feel so much better? Do you feel more alive? I'm like, no, I feel like crap. Like, I am now feeling all my emotions the way I'm supposed to be feeling them, and I'm a very emotional person. So that was kind of a roller coaster to deal with, um, and eating a lot of sweets to compensate for, like, all that sugar I had been drinking. Um, so dealing with all the fun skin from that, <laughs> um, but now I've found kind of a balance um, since I decided to, after October, continue. Um, so I think it'll be six months in April, which is really exciting. 
Um, and I've now like discovered this whole world of like non-alcoholic alternatives. Cause I'm still, you know, I'm 25. Like I still want to have a beverage. I just don't have like something in my glass when I take a bath. Um, and luckily like Lauren's AF just opened in Carmel, which is like a completely non-alcoholic bottle shop. So they have like non-alcoholic whiskey, gin, tequila, all the beer you could imagine. I was a huge like craft beer person and I was kind of worried like, oh, like I'm so local. I'm going to miss out on all, like, the West Fork whiskey launches and all the, like, high and mighty kind of stuff. But it's, like, I can still – like, my audience still drinks. That's totally fine. I'm not going to villainize anyone's drinking. I can still post about those businesses I've developed relationships with for two years. I just won't be drinking them. Um, So that's been really cool. And, yeah, there's just honestly a lot more opportunity than I ever thought there could be now with my business and with just, like, finding different alternatives. and. I think it all has kind of led to more of like a shift in my mindset of like, what do you want to fill your time with? What do you want to spend your money on? Um, I always say like, I'm not busy or I am too busy means I'm not prioritizing it. Or like, what is your calendar and bank accounts that you're prioritizing? Um, And it was alcohol for a long time. So it's been kind of nice to not feel so like obligated in certain situations to have to have something to rely on to get through the situation. Um, so yeah, that's been a journey and it's still, I'm still figuring it out. Um, I don't have plans to drink anytime soon, but you never know. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing that. I think that that's so interesting too, because I'm doing a 75 hard right now. So part of it is a no alcohol um, component. And I've done months before that were sober months because of nutrition challenges. Um, But to be able to speak on it in like your young 20s and what you said was perfect when you said, you know, the obligation factor. It's like, it feels so refreshing to know that you're just doing what's best for you and it doesn't align with what you want to do. And you don't feel that. I mean, I feel bad because um, sometimes people do feel in our age that, like, it's trending and it's normal in social yeah. situations, so it's you very should do it. It's for yeah. sure. And it, it can be hard at certain events that I go to. It's, like, there's either not an option or it's, like, a Shirley Temple. And I'm like, well, yeah, I'm five. Cool. <laughs> but... I mean, it's nice to, yeah, not feel... I think, luckily, I am an extrovert, so, like, social situations are not hard for me, but I completely empathize with people who, like, kind of need a little boost to, like, get going in a networking event or something like that. Um, But I think it's nice to not have to rely on anything to get you by. I mean, like, I'm a very religious person, too, so I'm like, why am I replacing God with something like that, like, when that's who I should be relying on in any situation, but... Yeah, I think I'm 25. I had a good, you know, four years of heavy drinking. I think I had every combination that can come up with. So I think I'm good. (laughs) All right. Yeah, and I agree. So thank you for sharing again. I just think that it's a topic that needs to be talked about Mm -hmm. more, if anything, how it doesn't have to be normalized. And not that you have to victimize or villainize people that do choose to, but Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, like you said, it should be your choice. And I like how you said the business or the bank account, because for me, Mm -hmm. it's, I always have heard that it's the three B's. So if it's not building my belief, my Mm -hmm. business or my bank account, then it's not serving me. And I love that. And I tried to do my business too. I'm like, like, not that like everything needs to make me a buck, but you know, you have an LLC to maintain. You, you got to pay for that at least at the end of the year. Yeah. I'm like, why am I just going to get these like free smoothies when it's like I could just post about them on my story? Like, 
and not waste gas. <laughs> like, it's just, <laughs> yeah, I'm learning boundaries this year has been a big part of my life. I love that for you. Um, well, when wrapping up, I do want to handle kind of like what wellness means to you, if you mm. could describe it. And then also I want you to leave the episode with a gut punch for the audience, mm. if you don't mind. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's see. Wellness for me would be probably like not finding balance, but definitely striving to maintain balance. I don't think we'll ever find the perfect balance, but um, feeling at peace in multiple aspects of your life. Um, I think that's more important than happiness sometimes. So, um, all about like the self-care of that and everything right now. Um, gut punch, what would you describe that to be? Like something that's impacted me? Yeah, so for me, the reason why I started the podcast and titled it Gut Punch Mm. is because I feel like anytime I have heard something or read something or consumed information that was motivating, Mm. inspiring, or encouraging, it's like, oh, like, you know, that just gave me a gut punch, like that punched me in the gut. Like, it's like that leaving you feeling like you just shifted in whatever way. For sure. Um, mm. I have to think a little bit. Uh, I, I always feel like, <laughs> I feel like um, a thing I see a lot of people struggle with online is kind of like getting discouraged easily over things that are kind of usually out of your control. Um, so I think just remembering like even if your mom just likes it, you've impacted one person that day and that's a person you didn't impact yesterday maybe unless your mom liked your post yesterday but um (laughs) you know what I mean like I think I find a lot of joy and peace in that and like I could easily be discouraged on like oh this video didn't perform the same as it did last time or on TikTok versus Instagram but I'm like oh my gosh but like 10 people saw it. That's so exciting. Like, to me, that's an exciting thing. And that's something that's really, like, kept me going when things are hard. Or, um, And I, I feel like I see a lot of people struggle with that. So I think that would be my, my punch in the gut is just, like, keep remembering that one person is enough. And keep that with you. That's amazing. Thank you. Thank Thank you you so much for joining us today. I will obviously link where to connect and find you in the show notes, but for the people that want to give you a follow as they're listening or look you up, um, what is your Instagram? Like where they, where should they go? Yeah. Um, well there's a lot as we talked about. Um, so on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, Facebook, Pinterest, Twitter. Uh, I think that's it. Um, I am at city of Shay, B-I-T-Y-O-F-H-A-Y. Um, And then my podcast is Circle City Chatter. Um, That is with me and Andrea Jones talking to all things small business, local business. Um, Don't have to be from Indiana to listen to it because they have some really good nuggets of small business wisdom in there. But um, what else? I think that's it. Awesome. And I'll link it all, of course, too. So (laughs) thank you so much for coming. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for connecting with us today. We will talk offline, of course, but have a good rest of your day. Thank you, too.